world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan <laughs> Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey! Morning! <coughs> Start talking. <coughs> I have to have to cough all of a sudden. I was kind of surprised yesterday. You know, uh, we did that, uh, not of a deep dive. We did that little thing with, with Enoch yesterday. And I got some, I got some responses. I want to kind of uh, clean up around our mess here a little bit this morning. I know some of you maybe have some questions or some things to add in there. So we're going to jump on that in just a second. But I, I, before we get there, I, I hate to keep singing this same song to you, friends. I, but we are so winning. We are so winning. We're so winning. Spencer, I know that everybody knows this, but let me throw this right up here on the screen for us. Remember, we've been saying all along, <clears throat> at least I've been, the theme I've been singing all along is that uh, we don't have any redress of grievances. We really don't have anybody that we can turn to. We all see what's going on. We see the problems in America. We see the problems in the church, but there's really, there's really no, way, no way to address it. I was having a conversation uh, yesterday regarding, you know, trying to get even even uh, church folk, pastors, pastors together to form a, form a, uh, formulate a plan. Does anybody know how, how we can successfully get pastors together? Anybody got an idea on that one? You can think about it a minute. I'll, I'll come back to it. And the problem that we have is that, that for whatever reason or however reason, the enemy has seized control of just about just about every aspect. You understand that Washington D.C. is a seized. Uh, it's a seized. The Washington D.C. is under control of some very very dark dark spirits, folks. Amen. We can put up. We we can say all we want to, and God we trust, and God bless America, and we we can say all that stuff we want to. But again, it comes back to the original question that I ask many times: What God? What God are we talking about? God bless America. Which God? Because we know from Psalm two that there's all, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of them out there that the kings of this earth have conspired together and they've uh, rulers have take counsel have set themselves take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed and at the heart of all evil in the United States of America right now well be careful with that is Washington D.C. Washington D.C. and as I've I stated before First Amendment to the Constitution tells grants us all those uh, individual rights and one of them is the right to petition our government for a redress of grievances, yet we have no redress. There is literally no one to turn to. We have a stolen election and no one to turn to, right? We have a guy who's president of the United States, who, by the way, is clearly not at the top of his game, clearly not at the top of his game. And everybody underneath him continues to act like he's at the top, act like he's president of the United States when we know he's not in control of it. Is there Barack Obama that's in control? Is that who it is? Is it the entire Obama administration? Is this really the third term of the Obama administration? And Joe Biden just goes in there. And does does do the do uh does the opposition, excuse me, does the opposition know that? 
are the if if do the Republicans are the Republicans aware that there's a cabal behind Joe Biden? They're they're aware of that, aren't they? How come we're not hearing anything about that? Why is it that both the Republicans and the Democrats <clears throat> worked so hard to get Donald Trump out of office? Can you explain that to me? What, what what's going on? And when the, the insurrection took place, <clears throat> as they would call it, <clears throat> and the election was clearly stolen, and the people showed up in Washington, D.C., why, why did uh, the Republican Party go moot? And still are. Still not saying anything. Oh, Jim Jordan will pop in there every once in a while and say something. But for the most part, they aren't, they aren't doing a whole lot. But something's happening here, and what it is isn't ain't exactly clear. And that goes back to, if you pull the... Pull the first thing up there. Uh, no, that's not it. I'm sorry. Pull up Hillary. It says Hillary Spence. Pull that up there for us. Uh, folks, Hillary's, a, Hillary's gook, goose is cooked. Hillary Clinton's goose is cooked. Hey, Spence, for some reason, when you put that up there, I'm frozen on my screen. I don't know why it's just me frozen on my screen. Can you help me here? Uh, and I, I want to take you back on a – I want to go back a few miles if you'll go back with me, okay? And I don't want to uh, – I don't want to sound like um, uh, that we are greater, more important than we are. But the, listen, to obey is better than sacrifice. I'm going to tell you that all of the messes that we find ourselves in today in the United States of America, every one of those messes is a result of disobedience. Amen. We did, did not obey the word of God. You can go back as far as you want to. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Every time... We disobey the word of God. There are consequences to it, folks. You know, the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and he directs and he delights in our way, directs our path. We know, we know all that, right? Well, that's of a righteous man. What happens to the path of an unrighteous man? The steps of an unrighteous man aren't directed by the Lord. They're not directed by the Lord. And so when we have, un, un, when we have um, unrighteous people in authority, the Bible says, when the, when the righteous are in authority, people rejoice. When the wicked bear rule, people mourn, right? That evil walks on every side when the vilest of men are exalted. We see that. But, but friends, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. This is just not Republican, Democrat. There's a spirit, a deep, dark spirit covering over this nation. And until we come to the realization and understand that, that neither Republicans nor Democrats are the answer to this, that the answer to the problems that we see in America today fall squarely at the foot of the church. The church, if the church would exalt itself, if the church would stand up, if the church would stand up and push back against every, I don't care, you pick whatever darkness you want. If the church rose up in unison against it, what if the church did what the truckers were doing? What if all the churches in Canada were out in the streets with the truckers or instead of the truckers? What if all the pastors and all the denominations, what if they all dropped their swords against each other and decided that they would get engaged and make a stand for righteousness, that they would stand up and push back against the forces of darkness, that we would see that Psalm 2. Can you get that up there for me real quick, Spence? I'm sorry I didn't give you a a fair warning on that. The Psalm 2, the kings of this world who are conspiring, the kings of this world are conspiring in Washington, D.C. is where the conspiracy is happening, folks. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Because the kings of this earth set themselves and rulers take counsel together and they take over Washington, D.C., the seats of power and authority. That's what's going on. 
and they're fighting against everything good, everything righteous, and the church still remains in silence. So doubling back to the where I started, tried to think about how are we going to get pastors together? Does anybody know how to get pastors together? Does anybody know how to do that? I'm trying to think of how many pastors I know and how many of them I could get in the same room. Any idea? Anybody have, by the way, get them into the same room and have any type of agreement at all on anything? Could, could, we, could, I, could we ever do that? Could we do it? We can get truckers together, but we can't get pastors together. Does somebody say, is something wrong or is it me? But I'm encouraged today. Amen. Can I tell you why, can I tell you why I'm encouraged today? Because we're told, and I think it's Corinthians, that we're to go what? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities and powers. We're supposed to tear them down. Well, that's Jeremiah, isn't it? Root them, out, root them out, pull them up, pluck them up, do it, and rebuild. And who's supposed to do that? Those of us who carry the authority of Almighty God. We're the ones that are supposed to do it. And we're looking Amen. at unrighteous men in Washington, D.C. to do it, and they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They're part of the system, Republicans and Democrats. Are there some good men in there? Maybe there are. Are there some good women? Maybe there are. But you see that it's like pushing your head against a wall anytime you try to do anything that's good. Anytime you try to do anything good. We've had 49 Years of child murder, and the church is impotent against doing anything about it. Really? Really? Well, could it be because we haven't approached it as a spiritual war rather than a political one? And could it be that the ones who lead the political war, who should lead the political war, are our pastors in our churches, are MIA, missing in action, want no part of it? And so as I'm sitting around yesterday on the phone trying to figure out, God, what pastor could I invite? What pastor can I invite? Would they would they even get together and work together? They don't even agree on doctrine. They have pastors Amen. Won't get I got I got pastors that won't get involved because oh my god, he's talking about the giants. I knew that yesterday when I started talking about it. I knew it was going to scare some of them off. Why? Because they're all comfortable in their own little box, not outside their own little box and their own little set of beliefs. Somebody say amen. So I'm just venting here. Amen. I'm sitting here like a guy who's planting a garden and watching the garden grow. But I sit here and say, dude, somebody squirt some water on it. Would somebody please get a water hose and go water that garden? Would somebody please go water the garden? And they won't water the garden. They say, well, we don't mix gardening with, uh, with religion. Religion and gardening, they don't go together here. So we're not going to squirt any water on it. And I sit back and look at what's going on. I look at some of the strongholds that have been, been pulled down. You don't think, I'm going to tell you something. Hey, Randy, they're going to get Hillary. I'm here to tell you, folks. They're going to get Hillary. And you know why they're going to get Hillary? Because I know a bunch of crazy people who took water hoses and they went to Chappaqua, New York. And they took authority over that spirit in Chappaqua, New York. Amen. Hey, you can laugh if you want to. You can laugh. But see, we live in a McDonald's generation, meaning we want to order it and have it fall. We want to chop the tree and have it fall. We We don't want any time between when we cut the tree and when it fell. See, when we cut it, when we cut, break those cords, Psalm 2, get it up there. Get Psalm 2 back up there, Spencer. Don't miss this. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have no derision. You cut the cord. It doesn't immediately fall. Amen. Folks, it's fallen. 
Because why? Because he that sits in the heavens is laughing. <laughs> he he'd been laughing at him for quite a while. And we're beginning to see the manifestations of it. And if we could just get the church to rise up and push now. Yes. Now, I spent a little bit of time the other day. I'm sorry. I, I, I do this as a hobby sometimes. I, uh, I go on Facebook, which I'm now banned for 30 days for posting a meme that said Hillary should hang. Huh? 30 days I'm posted. I'm, I'm banned on Facebook. But I, I like to go and watch sermons on, on, online. Anybody watch that? I'm kind of a sermon junkie. And I can tell you this. I go around and I watch sermons that are streaming online, and they're the most unbelievable, have nothing to do with anything sermons that you'll ever see. Ever, ever hear. They don't talk about anything controversial. Our, our nation, folks, our nation is under demonic, strong, strong, strong demonic assault. Amen. And they're talking about relationships and how you're spending money and stewardship and stuff that they just grabbed out of some magazine somewhere. They have no discernment of anything that's going on and the responsibility of the church to get involved with it. Amen. Amen, coach. Let me let me, let me vend a little bit more. So, so who are those pastors going to get together? Who are they? Yeah, well, people say, well, you're my pastor. Oh, yeah, really? Where is he? Where the hell has he been? It's your pastor. What do you mean? You see, this is, this is the main thing. The Bible says that where there's unity, God will command the blessing. And what is the culture telling us? Culture's telling us where there's diversity. Where there's diversity, we'll be strong. No, we won't be strong in diversity. And the church has bought into the lie, right? Amen. You drive down the road and you read just read the just read the signs out in front of the church that we're a we're a, what's the word they use? Oh, I hate, we're a diverse congregation, as if there's something good about that. In other words, they're focusing on skin, skin color. Read between the lines. Skin color is diverse. Uh, where how you have sex is diverse. Those are the kind of stupid things they're talking about. You understand? You understand? But we went to Chappaqua, New York. And Randy Lunsford went up and he laid hands. I shouldn't say that, Randy. The FBI is probably listening. When, well, you had permission. You went up and under the authority of Almighty God, you laid your hands on those things and you cast down those, you call, cast down those whatever. You cut those cords. You broke that power at that thing. And that was two years ago, I think. I believe it was two years ago. And here we still are right now. Indict Hillary. Remember, guys? You guys remember all that? Indict Hillary? Hey, folks, it's coming. And it ain't just going to be Hillary. It's going to be bigger than that. So let me tell you this. Now's the time to buckle up. Because they know Amen. it. Too. They know it too. They know this whole thing is falling apart. Do they really believe in Canada that they're going to arrest all of those truckers? Do they really? Come on. Do they really believe that? Do they really believe they're going to get away with it? No, but they don't know what else to do, see. And I said this to my wife. She, Michelle came home yesterday. Uh, she's home all the time. But she, came, she was out at the store and she came home yesterday. And I said, honey, listen, you really want to know what the problem is? Uh, folks, are you sitting down? I'm going, to give you the, I'm going to give you the problem. Right here it is. It's so clear. <clears throat> the, the police work for the government. They don't work for the people. Amen. Do you get that? Our police work for the government. They do not work for the people. 
Because if the police worked for the people, they would refuse to enforce tyrannical orders. But they've been programmed to believe that their job is to work for the government, to enforce enforce the rules of the government. That's where we are, see. And why is that happening? Because the church refuses to enforce the rules of the church. The church refuses to do that. So wherever there's a void, wherever there's a void, power will rush into it. And because the church Amen. has taken its hand off of government, the power has rushed in, and now we are a, what's the word I'm looking for? We are a captured nation. America is a captured nation, friends. Right now, right here today. And you know what they're going to try to do with captured nations? Well, they're going to pull black. They're going to try to pull black limo and him come arrest me and say that I'm I'm causing this problem. They're going to go out there and they're going to go get Larry and they're going to go. They're going to go arrest all these people because the last thing that they can have is those of us who 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 carry the name of Christ refuse to bow our knees or silence our mouths. And so what do they have to do? They have to go shut us up. You Look, it's not just Facebook. That's where it starts, see? They think they can shut you up on Facebook. But if you're crazy like me, and you go out and get a podcast, and you get a you get a webmaster, and he, he archives all of your stuff so they can't come in and shut it down, then you become a danger to them. Don't you see what's going on? Don't you see it? Can't you see it? And all the other people, all the other people in the church, they're not going to stand up and fight because they've spent the last two years complying, just complying with that government beast. Pastor Arder up there in Canada gets arrested again. He's probably right now in uh, solitary confinement. I'm guessing probably locked in a cell in solitary confinement. And where are his brothers in the cloth? Does anybody know where his brothers in the cloth are? I know where they are. They're hiding. In this greatest time and moment in the history of America, at least in the history of my life, where the body of Christ needs the most to rise, they're in hiding. Afraid to offend anybody, accepting every damnation, every, every blasted lifestyle. But we're winning. But we're winning. Now, I want to... I I want to give you a fair warning. You can say you heard it here first. There's something cataclysmic coming, friends. I'm not. I'm not a doom and gloomer. You guys know me. I'm. I'm not a doom and gloomer. I, I, I believe the best. There's something cataclysmic coming, because they are screwed. <laughs> They're screwed. Now, do we trust this John Durham guy? Well, you think they're in pressure on him? Uh, you, you do know, right, that they filed, that they filed, they filed in a court that Hillary Clinton's campaign was at the heart of the Russian thing with Trump. They filed a legal document already stating that and presenting it. You understand that, friends? Here's what you got to know. Hillary's not at the top of that heap. She's not at the top of that heap. She's several runs down. The, she's several runs down. She's the public face of what's going on with that Luciferian lot. She's the public face of it. She didn't have any power. Didn't have any power. So they're gonna they're gonna sacrifice Hillary, and we're gonna claim victory or whatever whatever we do. And we're not gonna be smart enough to know 
Now's the time for the onside kick when they're not expecting it. See, you score a touchdown and then do an onside kick, surprise onside kick. They weren't expecting it. And then you get the ball again, and then you drive down the field and you score again. We don't have that mentality, see? We don't have that conquering king mentality of the king which we serve. We don't have it. All power has been given unto me, both in heaven and earth. Go therefore, to all the world, teach them to observe all I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. And he says, go on, man. And he's getting ready. He's going to come back on a white horse. He's going to clean up all this mess. But while we're here, we're supposed to be doing what? Casting down imaginations and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity and rooting out and plucking down and tearing open and establishing and building. Amen. Yes, coach. Amen. I don't even know if this is making sense. It's making sense to me. And yesterday when I brought up, uh, when I was talking about Enoch yesterday, I I thought I was going to get a million emails. I didn't really get that many. Because you know why I think, what what I think it was? I think people were awestruck. I think they were awestruck. When 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 we really began to see an expose of the kingdom of darkness right before our very eyes. Can you pull that back up there, Spence, from yesterday? <clears throat> the kings of this earth. Spencer, go to uh, chapter, uh, go to about seven-minute mark. And go a little bit farther, because keep going. I don't know how, try to move a little bit farther. There it is, right there. Now, folks, we know, we know that the 200 angels fell. So it says, we know, hey, folks, we know that from the real Bible. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't want to agree with Enoch, we know that 200. We know that a third of them fell, 200 fell. We know that, right? Did you ever know that anywhere possible that the kings of this earth are conspiring? Could these be the kings of these earth? And these are the names of the leaders? Simazaz? He was the leader. And Arakaiba, Ramiel, Cocobiel, Tamio. Folks, do the math. Take each one of those guys, the numbers of 10, and you multiply it. And what do you come up with? Well, you come up just shy of 200. Just shy of 200. How many fell? 200. And then what did they do? If we understand it properly, they went out, a gang of 200. They went out and they reproduced offspring. And they ended up becoming the demonic realm. And that's what we're wrestling against. My wife asked me an interesting question yesterday. She said, honey, she calls me that sometimes. She says, honey, could we, uh, do you think we could, uh, could we pray specifically against some of those strongholds? Could we, could we specifically attack Satterell and Terrell and Jamjael? Could we, could we target our prayers at them? Well, see, we never even thought about it, did we? We never even thought about it. And look under them, there's chiefs of tens. So there's the leader and there's 10 under each one of them. Do the math, add it up, it comes up to 198, I think. 198. There they are. They are the, pro- they are the grandfathers, if you will, of this demonic movement that's sweeping across America. And they have seized control of America. And they, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against them and their offspring in the spiritual. You might think I'm nuts. See, to me, it's so obvious. So obvious. 
And we think it's Tinkerbell. We think we're messing around with Tinkerbell or we're thinking about we're, we're messing around with a demon of overeating or whatever it might be. Folks, this is for world conquest. These guys are out for world conquest. The kings of this earth are conspiring. They don't want Jesus to be king of kings. They don't want him to be. They want to be king of kings. And the church doesn't want Jesus to be king of kings. The church doesn't want God, Jesus Christ, almighty God, omnipotent, to reign over heaven and earth. They don't want him to. The only thing I can explain, that's the only way I can. It just frustrates me because we shouldn't be losing. We win in the end, coach, really. That means you don't have to do anything, doesn't it? If we win in the end, you don't have to do anything. I get it. Hey, look, I'm a blowhard. I'm, I'm, uh, hey, I blow a lot of hot air. How come I'm sitting there in the comfort of my home, stood out here warring against these guys? How come I'm not? How come, I'm, how come, how come I haven't loaded up a band of 150 guys and trumped somewhere and demanded something? How come I don't have the courage of those truckers? Why is it always easy to send somebody else to fight our wars? Why is that? Who was it that said, here I am, Lord, send me? I know who it was. You know who it was? Here I am, Lord, send me. You stand there looking around. Anybody else? Anybody go? Huh? Who will go? Who can I send? Who will go? Who can I send? And that guy's looking around. You talking to me? Well, Okay. Send me, Lord. I'll go. I'll go. We don't have that attitude, do we? We want somebody else to go. We want somebody else to lay down their lives. That's what Amen. We, we love our lives too much. We don't understand the intensity and the depth and the seriousness of this battle in which we're in. We don't get it. We don't get it. We're not being taught in our churches. Do me a favor. Sit around your house and watch. Just go and start watching some sermons. And see if you'll see any sermon from any pastor exhorting you to get involved in this wickedness going on around us. No, you'll be hearing a message. Well, it's getting worse. It's just getting worse. Just continue to pray because uh, God's going to do something and this whole thing's going to be wrapped up here and Jesus is coming. Please. Come on in, Jeff. In Myra. Uh, good morning, Coach. I'm a little hoarse and peeping outside the Super Bowl. I'm having trouble hearing you, Jeff. Jeff, I'm having trouble hearing you. Uh, you hear me better now? Well, a little bit. Go ahead. Well, I was outside the Super Bowl uh, Sunday and speaks outside on Saturday. Uh, I talk, pastors were there, but they apparently were for the numbers and God is love. A pastor, not water. Um we found out that the federal government totally took over the Super Bowl security, the Secret Service. Yeah. Can, can, I, can I stop government... you a second, Jeff? Let, let me stop you a second. We, it's time to pick at our churches. It's time to pick at our churches. No, listen, God bless Amen. everybody. I, I mean, God bless you, Jeff. I'm not making fun of you. Carlos, I'm not making fun of you guys. We need to be preaching at, outside the churches, not the Super Bowl. 
not the Super Bowl. Because the Super Bowl is what it is because the churches are missing in action. We, we're folks. We are targeting the wrong audience. We're targeting the wrong audience. I'm sorry. We are. We're targeting the wrong audience. And as soon as we point our guns, figuratively speaking, at the church, we will be hated of all men. We will be hated of all men. I see it all the time right now. When I when I just even question what's going on in churches, the pushback I get, not my church. What do you mean not the hell? What do you mean not your church? What do you mean not your church? They're teaching transgenderism in your kid's school. Who do you think's going to do anything about it? Oh, we have the best pastor. You do? Really? Come on, Myra. Good morning, saints. I want to petition the Lord. Uh, Proverbs seventeen twenty two. A joy- a joyful heart is a good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up bones. I invite the Holy Spirit to make His presence know. And fill the hearts of everyone in this goal. I dispatch the angel army to bring the fallen angels to the feet of Jesus. I declare that Jesus will keep the passion of the hearts burning with fire that can't stop. Your word reads in 1 Thessalonians 5.19. Never restrain or put the fire of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Spencer, quickly, Isaiah 56. Isaiah 56, specifically 56.10. His watchmen are blind. They're all ignorant. They're all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yeah, they're greedy dogs, which can never have enough. And they're shepherds that can't understand. What would it be like to have a shepherd that can't understand? I see them everywhere. They all look to their own way. Everyone for his own gain from his own quarter, doing his own thing in his own church. And then they say, come, they say they, and we'll get us some good food and we'll have a party afterwards and fill ourselves with strong drinks. Scroll down, Spence. He said, we keep doing this, man. Boy, we'll fill ourselves. Tomorrow's going to be even better than this day. That's it. We got blind blind guides, blind shepherds. Amen. Diana, come on in, come on in. Or did I forget somebody before Diana? I called somebody. I uh, yes, I like to say that this weekend I was asked to come speak to a group of pastors oh, boy. in Southern West Virginia. My friends from Child Evangelism set it up so that we could talk about the witchcraft and the demonic forces coming against our youth and how we can get the children established under some Christian mentors. They had. Four pastors they invited, none of them showed up. Wow. Um, it was heartbreaking to them. Um, so I like to say on another note, I was called for counseling. I do pastoral counseling to a home of an elderly couple last evening, and they were heartbroken because their pastor got on stage and was going to tell a joke, and he in- inadvertently said the word penis from the pulpit. Oh, my and Lord. And then started laughing on the pulpit. And this lady that called me in for counseling, she was heartbroken. She said she stood up and said, it is not funny. And they were not going to return. I mean, our churches are in such sad shape. Our children need true Christians, true leadership to lead them into this battle and into this war that's coming. And that's here. Amen. Well, you know what else, Diana? You see what's happening to our own military, right, folks? You see how our our military has been devastated. 
But what I'm a federal employee, I'm getting ready to retire. But what I hate to say and what saddens me is I have more true Christian friends that I work with in my office than I do in the church. Praise the Lord. There's hope. He's always got a remnant. We know that. We know that the point I was making or starting to make is the what's going on with the U.S. military is nothing more than a reflection of what's going on with God's army. It's just a natural uh, demonstration to us of what's happened to God's mighty army as well. Reggie, come on in then, Julie. I want to say something, and I don't want to rush. I'm sorry, I won't take a lot of time, but it, it has to do with what you started out with, Coach. There has been a script that has been planned for over 90 years, and each generation says the same oath. We know we won't see it, but our, our, our children will. They've been planning this. There is a dark and a light. All of what you're seeing is part of the light plan of the Luciferian plan. It is bigger than, than what, what's going on right now, what you're seeing. All of these X-22 reports, Donald Trump, um, your Reawaken America, it's part of this. These players are part of the Luciferian system, and they're playing humanity into their hands. There is a bigger thing going on, okay? So it's to keep us distracted, keep (laughs) us um, looking for this light that they keep saying is Jesus, God, because they can say Jesus Christ. They can say God. Your church leaders are leading you there. There is a bigger cataclysmic thing that's coming. And it is our duty, first and foremost, to not look for mentors, but to be mentors for our own children in our own home. It is our duty to expose these players that everybody still keeps looking up to and saying they're going to help us because the trucker movement was started by this exact light system. Granted, not everybody that's following along is dark, but they don't know any difference. So they're thinking we're rising up and we're not rising up. We're doing what they want us to do. Okay. So I keep saying this. I really praying that people get this because you need to start learning the light and the dark by the Holy Spirit so that you can discern from the false light that's coming to present itself as God, Jesus Christ and our Savior. So you I, praise me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom. Those, those scriptures, both of them, are in, uh, I believe, the New Testament. Julie, come on in. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Jean. Um, you know, for a while now, the, um, this number 333 came up, and I couldn't figure out like what it was. Anyway, it was going to Jeremiah 333. And with where I'm at now in my life and, you know, getting connected with you know, all of you great people. You know, it says, Thus says the Lord, who made the earth, the Lord who formed it to establish. The Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. And just like yesterday when you were talking about all that stuff, I was like, I didn't know that. So thank God for him using you to. Well, Julie, I pray you and others did your own research. Don't trust me. Trust but verify. Don't listen to me. Yes, I, can, I, can, I can promise you this. There's something very, very strong and very, very mighty coming against the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we, if we just think it's tiddlywinks, then we're missing the whole thing, right? We're missing right. the whole thing. Larry, come in. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know what we're really good at is figuring out what other people should do. 
And, and then I would also want to state that this Durham thing, like you said, violent in court that is basically controlled by Hillary and her crowd. Durham thing is, I think, what the, the, the lady just talked about. It's a distraction. It is a tool that they purposely use to give us what they're hoping is going to be a totally false hope. We will, we, we will hold off from taking action because, oh, Durham's going to do this. He's going to file this charge. He's going to file that charge. We saw it with unanimous. I mean, I don't know how many of y'all know Barbara Hartwell. <coughs> went up there to, to Hillary's house with you guys. But Barbara Hartwell is ex-CIA, and she is very, very, very convincing that virtually all of these things that we see on alternate media, even about this and that, and this is going to happen, and and they're going to fall, and uh, all of that are CIA planned false hope for, to, to to spray at our side. <clears throat> so, folks, uh, Spencer, if you can put it into, if you can put it up on the screen and then put it in the chat for everybody, <clears throat> corrupt government, right there at the top, Spencer. I spent quite a bit of time uh, this weekend the surveillance and political spying operations highlighted by John Durham at the tip of the iceberg. This is this is uh, this is what this is worth your your read. I'm not going to do it now. Put it in the chat. You can, here's what here's what this article is saying. Okay, our government is totally and completely in control of the CIA. The in all of these three letter. That, that your elected officials are controlling nothing, friends. These are these dark forces behind. And this guy does a pretty good job of laying out exactly what's going on and what Obama put into place and how what we look around and why people aren't being arrested. And it's what um, congressmen, senators, presidents are very limited in what they're able to do because of the, the multi, the alphabet soup organizations that are that are really and truly running things. By the way, those are the kings of the earth. Those are the ones. The kings of the earth. It's not Donald Trump. Folks, it's not Hillary Clinton. It's so much bigger Amen. beyond all that, right? Bigger than that. So Spence, if you could, just put this in the chat and I would just encourage all of you to take you some time. Read this and you'll you'll see just what they've done to us over the last since uh, really since Bill Clinton, what they've done, the infiltration that's taken place in the American government since Bill Clinton. And the government that we think is running America isn't running America. Come on in, Michelle, then Dale. Thank you, Coach. Morning, family. Hi, Coach. Um, so your country and my country are all run by the same people. <laughs> We're all infiltrated by the same people. But our countries were founded for the same reason. The, protest- the Protestant movement from Europe then made these small merchants of Tarsus, which is your country and my country. I think, and I had this conversation about two weeks ago, I think the biggest thing that we all did wrong as Christians was to um, bring in freedom of religion. We should have put this this thing in the sand and been like, yeah, we believe in one living God. If you don't, you can come live here. You can practice what you want to practice, but your way will never influence our way. And I think they just went too strong with the line. And now we've got all this infiltration. And like you said, Coach, they say in God we trust, but which God? What are you saying? So Incrementalism. They've done it to us through incrementalism. I understand what you're saying. Yep. Trust but verify. 
Conan Dale than Debbie? Hey, Coach, you've calmed down a little bit since the beginning of the show. I need to fire Thanks. you back up. You, okay. you started the show saying that thing about the church has kind of been like the McDonald's. I, I, I want to say it sounds more like the church of Burger King. They want it their way. They don't mm. want Jesus Amen. King. They want Burger King. Brother, this is the condition of the church. <laughs> Brother, you know, I go out in front of the churches and realize this. When we do, we won't be friends of churches. We'll be witnesses against the churches, and we might go to jail because they'll probably lock us up. Now, Amen. Coach, this is the picture of the church. How about this? As a pastor, I get a call from another pastor. You ready for this? Brace yes. yourself. I'm not he ready, said, but yes. I need, you to come. I need you to come and cast devils out of this person. Now, he's a pastor. Somebody in his congregation needs devil casting out. But because he don't do that, he calls me to come cast devils out. Of, this is the condition of the church. It is the condition of the church, Dale. I mean, it, it is. Well, it it's is. The King, it's the Burger King mentality, right? Listen, coach, we want it our way, right? We want to tell the king, right, the Burger King, how we want our burger. And we mm. want it how it's done. We want it wrapped up the way we want it wrapped. That's the picture of the church. We want to that's tell what, Jesus yeah. how to do his job. That's the way we've always made hamburgers around here, Dale. That's the way we're going to keep doing it, right? And listen, Dale, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I know there are, a couple, there's, there are other pastors listening here. And if you guys were to be honest, if all the pastors were to be honest, you would admit that there is no such thing as pastoral uh, unity, pastoral. Pastors probably couldn't even get pastors together. They couldn't even, maybe to play some golf. But Dale, down there where you are in New Orleans, if you if it was worth $100,000 per pastor, how many could you get into a meeting without giving them money? But you get 100000 per pastor. They don't know that. You get 100000 How many could you get into a meeting? Well, Coach, I do have a small select handful that you know. I mean, Rod Aguilar, Bill Shanks, I mean, uh, you know, Anthony Marquis. You know, we're like-minded. I don't expect to get all these people. Matter yeah. of fact, Coach, I don't want them. They yeah, are, but you, they, get, they you, you get my point, though, right? You get my point. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's churches in every single stinking corner, right, right, of every type of denomination. And, and unless you do it their way, they're Burger King – then you can't have it at all. You can't have it your way. Amen. Hold the pickle, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us. Debbie, come on in then, Paul. Yeah, um, to sort of tag on that, is that I had a good friend of mine not long ago say to me, you know, you pray for things and all this. Do you realize that you may not live to see the results? Are right. you still going to pray? We should. And it, it really kind of, that struck me because I want to see it now. I'm praying to see it now. Is my prayer so intentional that I'm willing to not see it in my lifetime. So that was one thing. Then I have a question about what Reggie had said, um, because I'm just wondering if let's just take the freedom trucker thing. If that's really an operative, uh, a Luciferian light kind of thing, where do we go to, to rise up and stuff? I mean, it's like, how do we know if everything that's happening is of some sort of Lucifer's plan what do we do? I mean, I don't know what to do. Uh, well, we fight with truth. That's for one thing. And it is part of the Luciferian plan. And to be honest, which is what I always try to do, hate to use that, I hate that phrase, is most of us are so damn ignorant, we, we don't even have, we have, would have any idea where to begin fighting. 
Hey, coach, we tear them out of the strongholds. They don't belong there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a place to start. Dr. Paul. Yeah, we all have our roles, coach. <laughs> Amen. All right. Um, my role, and I know I'm in the right path because they keep getting visited from the authority. Mm. Um, I want to kind of remind if they work for the government, they keep their jobs. And if they're keeping their jobs, that means they're still working for the government. Amen. Um, and I'll tell you how I, I feel about this, you know, having being highly surveilled right now, trying to get this idea of what my truth is. And it's, it's the child trafficking. It's the medical tyranny that's going on right now. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's tough to stay in that role. <laughs> no, it's, it's deep and it's dark. Yeah. And it's lonely. But, you know, you know it when they're coming to your house, Secret Service, FBI, you know you're on the right track. So if they're on your ass, you know you're doing the right thing. And who gives them the authority? It's the CIA. Every damn one of them, Coach, right down to the local newspaper guys, they got their authority from them. The doctors have their authority from the government, unless we're on the outside. That's Psalm 2, folks. That's Psalm 2, right? That's Psalm 2. Remember this. All law enforcement works for the government, not for the people. Randy. Amen. Yeah, Coach, we're in a pretty tight – we're in a predicament here. You know, we're, God's doing something, but we can't think that it's with us exclusively. You know, I, I will think of the Scripture – when uh, John, he tells Jesus, hey, we got to get some guys over here casting out demons in your name, and they're not a part of us. Uh-huh. He says "He says this, he who is not against us is on our side. That's right. Amen. Coach, look, look, I'm not compromising with anybody in the government, but look, God's got people in government that aren't on in our, on our team, that they're doing something that's, that's uh, yes. coming against evil. And it's going to open the door for us, maybe. We can't be so picky and so exclusive that we don't see God working in other things, and even in Donald Trump. I mean, I'm not for everything he said and done, but he pulled the curtain back. Come on. Sure did. Yes, he did. Amen. I'm not going to say he's going to be the future help, the, the answer, but, but we have to understand God is working in so many different areas that we have to not be against it, or we may be on the wrong side at times. We've got to be I tell, um, Randy, I always tell everybody, God's ambidextrous. I don't think Amen. we understand this, Coach. I don't. Uh, how many people read Coach's article right there? I read it. I read it. And, and we're talking about things that, and Coach has brought some things out here, and a lot of us don't even know what he's talking about. So, And we don't understand. We, we need to be, be a little bit not so quick to judge everything and we, we need to be spiritual. So come on, folks. Amen. 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 Randy. Amen. Randy, as you said that I'm looking at that article that's up on the screen right now, which again, I'd, I would uh, encourage all of you to read it and go to the links, follow the links that are in there. It says Barack Obama and Eric Holder did not create a weaponized DOJ and FBI. Instead, what they did was take the pre-existing system and retool it. 
The devil's team has taken the system and has retooled it. So the weapons only target one side of the political continuum. Now, if you can't see Psalm 2 right there, I don't know what to tell you. Right there it is. The government retooled against one side of the political. Who would that be? Well, that'd be you and me, boys and girls. That would be you and me. They've taken the Luciferians, have organized, seized control, and they're coming after us. God, I can't believe we can't see that. Silver. Pink. Okay. The demons know that their time is limited. Amen. But we don't. (laughs) That's true. Our time is limited for Christ is coming. We cannot fix this mess. Major call should be for repentance. Pastors, repent. Call for repentance. Throw off denominations. It will get worse soon. It will get worse soon. <laughs> and it's all going to be good. Huh? It's all going to be good. Clay, come on in. We go, like these truckers, we we went to D.C. What we do is we go and gather with like-minded people. The problem is, like with these truckers, They've got millions of supporters. So somebody was asking, what do we do? Well, here's what you do. You take these millions of people that are supporting these truckers, and you do like Dr. Paul said. You set your mind. You know what you're doing is good and right. And then right where you are, all these millions of people, they refuse to wear the mask. They, they, they go into the store. They refuse the vaccines. They quit their jobs or they quit going to work if they have to. You do you do it right there where you're at. Because what Reggie's talking about is they're going to use all this against us. They're going to turn the narrative and they're going to try to use the media to make us look bad. But if millions of people would stand up right where they're at right now, this could have been over with two years ago. Amen. Amen. I, I, Amen. I, I, yep, I agree, Clay. Again, but see, I keep coming back to the same thing. Uh, part of what, see the Lord, this will sound awful. No, it doesn't. It's the truth. Love not the world. Love not the world. Amen. Nor the things of the world, folks. The Lord loves his people. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Right? Amen. And we, this, this battle isn't over your finances. The battle isn't over your marriage. We are part of a massive, universe-wide battle for, for truth. Amen. It's playing out politically. People dying every day. Have their one shot at it and we're missing an action. Are they going to go to heaven? Oh, they may go to heaven. Whatever that means, I'm still going to do a show on that. They may go to heaven, but they were worthless while they were here. 
Just telling you the truth. Amen. And I don't want to be one of those guys. I just I thought about something. It's, it's an old old Paul Newman movie called Never Give an Inch, and that's what we got to do. Amen. We, we got to set our mind and know we're serving Jesus, and then we'd never give an inch. That's what we're supposed to do. Well, what did he say? Who will go for me? Was it to Isaiah he said that? Huh? Here I am, Lord, send me. Huh? Here I Isaiah am. Where is that? Is that Isaiah 1? Is that Isaiah, Isaiah 1? 6. Isaiah, Isaiah 6. 6. Pull that up there. Isaiah 6. Thanks, Dale. Isaiah 6. Hmm. Wow. Uh, where, where is it? I don't have time. Go down a little bit. It's there, Coach. Yeah, oh, yeah, there it is. Do I have time to read it? Yeah, I got time to read it. In the year the King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple, and above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings, and with twain, and he covered his face. Yeah, two covered their face, and two covered their feet, and two they fly. One cried unto another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And the post of the door moved into the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. And said, I, woe is me, for I'm undone, because I'm a man of uncleanness. He saw the Lord, he saw the truth, he saw what a mess he was. And I dwelt in the midst of people who are just like me. And one of the serpents flew and put a coil, a coil in his hand, came over, touched me, stuck in my mouth, my mouth, laid upon my mouth, and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I say? So the Lord sends an angel with a coal that cleanses the guy from all sin and all unrighteousness. And then the Lord sits back and says, I wonder, hmm, will anybody go work for me? Um, uh, whom shall I send? And Isaiah's sitting there thinking, <laughs> feeling a little bit uncomfortable, isn't he? Uh, uh, anybody here? What? what, what? Uh, and he says, Oh, okay. <laughs> Hoops, uh, here I am. I'll, I'll go, Lord. I'll go, I'll go do it. Amen. What God say, okay, get off your butt and go tell the people, get off your butt and go tell the people, God, hear you indeed, but understand not, and see you indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of the people that's fat and their ears are heavy and they shut their eyes. Let's say, see with their eyes and ears. They don't want to hear it. Amen. That's that's where we are. Yeah, Coach, Coach, if I may, you know the the time period of the four major prophets: Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. That all dealt with the Babylonian captivity, going into it, while they were into it, and when they came out of it. And Isaiah was the one that before they were going into the Babylonian captivity. This God saw this happening and he needed people. They were about to be consumed by a <laughs> wicked, wicked kingdom. Brother, we're living in that day right now. We're about to enter into that kind Amen. of a captivity. Amen. And Isaiah says, How long, Lord? This getting old. I'm getting, how long do I do this? And he said, Till the cities be wasted without inhabitant and the houses without men and the land be utterly desolate. He said, You get, dude. You're in for the long haul. You're going to be in for the long haul. If you're on my team. Scroll on down one more more verse. And the Lord hath removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. Oh, my God. Bunch of everyone again. Anybody haven't been in there? Emma hasn't been in yet. Come on in, Emma. Morning, Coach. Tom. Hey, Tom. 
Hey, uh, coming in on the tail end of something. I've got a quote here from Alexander Solzhenitsyn. It's a little lengthy. I won't read it all. But I think it addresses where we're at uh, in Canada, the United States, maybe every place in the world. People got to wrap their, their minds around something a little bit different. But he said, how we burned in the camp later, thinking what things would have been like if every security operative, when he went out at night to make an arrest, had been uncertain whether he would return alive or had to say goodbye to his family. Or if during periods of mass arrest, as for example in Leningrad, when they arrested half of the city, quarter of the city, people had not simply sat there in their layers, paling with terror at every bang of the downstairs door and at every step on the staircase, but had understood had they nothing left to lose and had boldly set up in the downstairs hall an ambush of half a dozen people with axes, hammers, pokers, or whatever else was at hand. The organs would have very quickly have suffered a shortage of officers and transport, not mm. the all of Stalin's thirst. Amen. So, we outnumber them, don't we, Tom? We outnumber them. We do, Coach. That, that's when I watched that uh, uh, capital punishment video and they rolled right into the, the FBI. They rolled right into these real nice neighborhoods and arrested these people, blew the windows out of their houses, and nobody would do anything. Yeah. And that's what it's going to take for us. It's going to be, it's going to be a dog pile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the FBI's making a special note on that one right there, Tom. That, that's for sure, right? Yeah, but it, 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 it's all documented. Joke, uh, Coach, they can't lie about it. It's obvious. Amen. Right. So, friends, so, friends, listen. We are like, we're like in the most unbelievable time in, in all, of, all of history. Amen. Whether you believe, it's, whether you believe uh, we're, it's the imminent second return of Jesus Christ, uh, whether you don't believe there's a return of Jesus Christ. What, what, what if we all focused our lives and our energies that everything that was going to happen in the future depended specifically on you? Amen. What if we just focused like that? Each one of us, Dr. Paul, playing our role, plowing our row. None of us know what's going to be the final push that's going to make that tree go timber. None of us know exactly what it was. Amen. As somebody said earlier, we can't continue to sit around and expect somebody else to get it done. I got a real quick email from, from Rick here. It says, Hey, uh, coach, it should, instead of it being have it your way, it should be have it Yahweh. Amen. Yahweh, not your way, Dale. They just misspelled it there at Burger King. So we are the Lord's representatives. We are his, don't have to use the word army. We are his body. We are the vehicle through which he is going to flow. He told us it was going to be evil. He spelled it out for us. He said it's going to get worse and worse. Men are going to wax worse and worse and worse. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And that you're going to have to rise up and you're going to have to go to him. You're going to have to speak and you can't be afraid of their faces. You have to speak the truth to him. He said, all I'm looking for is people who will go and speak on my behalf. That's all I'm asking you to do. Go and speak on my behalf. I'm not asking you to do anything beyond that. You go, the Bible says, before governors and kings as a testimony against them. And he said, I'm going to put the words in your mouth. I'll give you the words to speak. 
And your job and my job is to go and speak. That's all that's required of us. We'll see you tomorrow.